You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Hi, and we are here to talk about Ong Lee's The Hulk once again. No, uh, <laughs> no never again. I'm just trying to trigger an emotional breakdown in you, Pogues. It makes for great focus. I'm actually crying right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Ang Lee's The Hulk. The first tears captured that podcast. I'm really proud of it. Yeah, listen to him. Rolling in the Let's just try to block it out of both our memories as a traumatic experience. Now, I know it's not the way to deal with them, but I feel like they, that's, a, that's a real option we should investigate. I agree. Well, once again, you've tuned into a mini episode. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're here to give you a heads up on next week's film, as well as catch you up on any other details of these podcasts or comic book movies that we have prepared for today. Right, that, oh, yeah. We prepared way ahead why don't we start with your list of content that you generated this episode Go oh ahead. man i'm sorry ben i'm driving into a tunnel <laughs> that that probably doesn't work when you're in a when you're doing a recording does it no uh, no it doesn't pokes, well, pokes, pokes. thanks things are happening with comics and movies and stuff well let's start with the cool stuff uh we have a new movie for you next time and i am it this yeah, is a, pre- a, a movie which has been quote checked uh, in a previous mini episode. And a movie that has come up with a few people when I tell them about this podcast. They ask me, have you done this movie yet? So I'm very excited to do it. And uh, I might have a guest lined up. So uh, I, of course, will save that surprise for the actual episode. But we will be... excitement. But we will be doing Joel Schumacher, 1995 film classic, Batman Forever. And you know uh, what? It turned out, folks, that Batman... You know, he kind of was forever. He was. The movie also feels like forever. So that's <laughs> even though the title. Even though the movie tried to put an end to Batman, he ended up being on going on forever. He got a sequel. He got a really well-funded sequel. Yeah. Which is insane. This is probably the beginning. I don't know. Actually, I still think Batman Returns is the beginning of the end for the Batman. This Batman franchise. Uh, after this movie, he was told to up the camp which is how you get Batman and Robin, but he might have upped it a little too high. <laughs> they might have only wanted a 10. He went to 11. But this film stars Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face, a role previously played in the Batman series by Billy D. Williams, so not weird at all. And then uh, Jim Carrey, at probably the height of Jim Carrey. <laughs> which, is not, it, which is not now. <laughs> no, God, no. He is at the depths of Jim Carrey. Uh, when he was funny and not Shit. vaguely racist. I would I would read The Depths of Jim Carrey. That sounds like a good book. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? I feel like this is like very close to when he was in that somewhat serious movie, The Number 21. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, where he had tattoos and was like trying to play a like It was like the most convoluted. It was like a Monholland drive except for not well done. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, this is fresh off of Dumb and Dumber and The Mask and Ace Ventura. So I mean, it, there is no time that was that was a higher peak for for Jim Carrey. And this may have been the peak. He may have peaked and then started <laughs> sliding back down to Batman Forever. Stumbled yeah. over that 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 apex of Batman Forever. Whoa. As you guys may recall, uh, oh, who knows how many mini episodes ago, Ben played a game where he read me quotes from actors 
that were in regards to the films they were in. Yeah. And famously, this quote. I can't remember the exact quote, but I believe it was something in the ballpark of uh, to Jim Carrey from Tony Lee Jones. I don't like you. Uh, I can't sanction your buffoonery. I believe, yes, the exact words were, Which, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. Pogues, for the love of God, if you're going to make a new t-shirt, that's your t-shirt. I, I, did I never post that image on our Facebook? <laughs> you may not have. Because I drew a version of Tommy Lee Jones, a cartoon Tommy Lee Jones, saying that. I need and it. I don't know what I did with it. Pogues, I need it on my torso right now. All right, guys. Well, here's some news for you. I guess go to our Facebook page after this episode <laughs> because there will be a picture, a drawing of a cartoon Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Wearing his two-faced jacket, saying, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. So, there you go. I, I got nothing here. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I – did I never show you the picture? It, I, I don't believe I have any recollection of it. Oh, no. my goodness, guys. I really dropped the ball here. I drew something and then didn't. I made the effort to complete the task, and it was just like, eh, good enough. All right. <laughs> So maybe that'll go up uh, as soon as I remember my password to TeePublic. Maybe I'll throw that up there as another shirt you guys can buy. And by you guys, I mean the one person who bought one. Uh, so there you go. We'll be. I'm looking forward to this because I only saw this movie once, which is surprising because I've seen Batman and Robin about 15 times. Arguably one of the worst Batman movies ever. Uh, I remember seeing this movie in theaters and hating it. Uh, I remember, yeah, I, well, it breaks one of our co- – so far in the podcast, we've established a couple of codes that we should probably write down somewhere. One is that um, to, 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 successfully, uh, to successfully accomplish a good origin story, get that origin in under 30 minutes. You need character in suit or doing powers by minute 30. If you're doing an hour and 45-minute movie or whatever it tends to be, that is a must. Um, the other is do not, for the love of – all that is holy. For the love of Stan Lee, do not introduce at minimum any more than two character, two villains as antagonists of your hero. Do not. Yeah, I can. Do I an, cannot think of one movie where it has worked. No ensemble villain cast, please. It and when is we say convoluted, it, yeah, as you say, when we say ensemble, we don't mean like you know your villain has like a henchman. That's not. We mean when it's like two named villains. Like, that would not normally, when you crush them together, I can't think of one movie it's worked in. In fact, the only time that it would work is if you were to do a Spider-Man movie and you had, like, um, you had, like, that coalition, oh, God, fucking, I have a Sinister Six? Sinister Six. If you had the Sinister Six as the villain, you know what I mean? Yeah. But but that was a cohesive concept, and they were all related. What happens in these movies is that you throw multiple villains in there together. They have separate plots that don't all the way line up. Like, for instance, Batman Returns is really confusing for that reason. I totally think Catwoman, Selena Kyle, is actually really cool in that movie, but she's totally unnecessary. Oh, yeah. The Penguin is the core villain. She's just there complicating things. It's very strange. Uh, she deserved her own movie, in fact, uh, uh, that would have been better. But this movie decided that that eh, didn't quite – that wasn't enough because we yeah, are going to yeah. go three – count of three villains and we're going introduce, to introduce you to Robin. Don't worry about Wait, it. Wait, who's the third villain? <laughs> well, there is um, – there's Two-Face, there is Riddler, uh, and then there is Nicole Kidman in this one uh, playing uh, – uh, uh, call it? Oh, she's well. No, I'm sorry. Is she she becomes the full-on poison ivy in the next one? No, that's Uma Thurman. I, you know, I'm not even gonna say. Maybe they play the same character because I have not seen this movie since I was apparently 
like 15. I, I, <laughs> so I don't I, remember. I mixed up my redhead actors. I just yeah. remember Jim Carrey yeah. being terrible. No, 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 no. Uh, Nicole Kidman's Dr. Chase Meridian. I, I for some reason thought that she was playing Poison Ivy, but yeah, you're right. That's with Thurman. It's a different movie. God, these movies are a mess. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, I think Batman and Robin is the prime example of like two villains not working because Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze's end games are so far apart from each other. You're like, why would they ever team up? Like, he wants to turn everything right. into, like, a lush tropical paradise, and his main power is freezing things. So to, <laughs> they're not really two groups that really fit no. together. I mean, they're literally, they're literally, they're literally opposite concepts. They, 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 like, you, you cover your plants at, you know, overnight if it's going to freeze. Yeah, if it's going to frost, yeah, it's... It's not the best message. The you really lose something there. I confused myself, but to stick with my point, um, you have two villains and you're introducing Robin to the world. That is a awkward storyline. And I I do recall these these villains do sort of work together in the movie a little more than others, which is okay. But eh, still, tone it back. Pick one. I also feel like Tommy Lee Jones is playing the version of Two-Face that was probably written for Batman 66, the TV show. (laughs) Yeah, because he's like uh, like a clown cartoony version of him that's like, at least, again, hell if I know, maybe this movie's real dark and it's like seven with Batman. I don't know. I just remember it being garbage. And of course experience for me. The other thing that we can't ignore is the fact that um, uh, uh, we are now introduced to a new Batman. Yes, uh, a one-off Batman. He doesn't get invited back. Right, so tune in, tune in next week for that one. I'm really excited to do that one. It's going to be really entertaining. I mean, there's just some gems that are wedged in here amongst these garbage films we have to cover, and this is going to be, I think, a shining jewel. Oh, yeah, I think this will be a good episode. Uh, for a terrible film um so uh talking just light comic book movie news my friend uh this is a movie that not, doesn't necessarily have anything that had recently happened but we haven't spoken about it on the podcast and i wanted to mention it because there is as of course we have a running master list of all of our films that we slowly annotate with our with our episodes um and it's a hard one to maintain because they keep adding comic book movies pokes yes movies that sometimes i've or based on comics I've never heard of. And this may be one of them. Uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets is a film coming out this year. Uh, Yes, I saw the trailer for it. It's definitely one of those ones that most people wouldn't be aware is a comic, uh, mostly because it is a French comic, um, a French graphic novel uh, of of, of some some pretty high acclaim. So um, it's being directed by Luc Besson of The Fifth Element, of Leon the Professional, um, who's definitely known for being um, weird. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's a good word. So, and this 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 background material is really really out there. It's really intense, abstract, like fantasy sci-fi merge. Uh, it's starring uh, Cara Delevingne, who's in Suicide Squad, uh, and some guy named. I don't really know, but it's got like fucking Ethan Hawke. It's got John Goodman, Clive Owen, and Rihanna. Yeah, it's a weird cat. When they showed Clive Owen in the trailer, I was like, "What? What's yeah. happening?" Yeah, and Ethan. Uh, Hawke- also, I didn't know who that guy was, but I just looked him up real quick. Apparently, he plays the Green Goblin in the second Amazing Spider-Man movie. What do you know? I didn't know so that. There you go. Some 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 already comic book uh, Alone. hero. Yeah. And and uh, just so you know, Ethan Hawke plays Jolly the Pimp. So. 
Jolly the Pimp? I'm excited about that one. It sounds that's like a, a sa- pimp name. Santa-themed pimp. I'm on board. <laughs> hey, that's a terrible pimp name. <laughs> and I won't tell you how to do your job, but Jolly the Pimp is not... Nope. He, those girls aren't going to listen to him. It doesn't inspire fear. Um, so that's going to be a really interesting one. Uh, again, that's coming out later this year, I think in July. So should be... Uh, it should be an interesting one to cover. I'm pretty excited about it. I definitely plan to read the original science fiction comic series, um, which is in French and I can't pronounce it. Uh, it should be a very interesting one. Uh, moving on, I'm just going to hit you with these. Uh, did you hear about the Hellboy reboot? No. Yep. They are. Uh, uh, there is a Hellboy reboot coming. Without Del Toro? Or... No, that's not his name. But you know well, what I mean. Yeah, Hellboy three is is not getting made. Um, it's going to be directed by uh, uh by Neil Marshall, and it's going to star David Harbour, who is famous recently for being the sheriff in the Stranger Things uh, Netflix. He's going to be Hellboy. I believe so. Yeah. Ah, oh, that is. That's an okay. <laughs> I don't know what I, to say to that. I caught you off guard with this one. Yeah, he was in the running for uh, Cable at one point. That's yeah. interesting. I mean, I, I don't. I'm sure I've mentioned well, this on the podcast. T- this is this is a, this is rumor mill shit. So Harbor's in talks. So they, you know, who knows? But it seems like with the number of press it's got, I'm pretty confident that. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's on IMDb. And Mike Mike Mignola broke the news, so you know he's involved, which is good. It's not like they're just like... Yeah, I, I mean, as I mentioned when we did Hellboy, Hellboy is probably my favorite comic book series of all time. I yeah. think it's an amazing comic. I love Mignola's art. Um, so I would be psyched for a reboot, because as you may recall from the Hellboy episode, I was not really a fan of the Hellboy movies. I thought they took a great character and sort of didn't do justice to him. So I'd be I'd be psyched to see a reboot. So that'll be interesting. And Neil Marshall, uh, the director, doesn't have a ton of credits. He's done a lot of TV, Game of Thrones, Hannibal, uh, The Constantine Show, uh, uh, stuff like that. So he's got some chops. Uh, so we'll see how it comes out. I'm very interested to see where it goes. I don't know if Hellboy needed a reboot. You know, I know that you're not a huge fan of the movies, but I mean, I think they have pretty pretty wide acclaim amongst people. People love them. People love them, but I, I would really like to see them do a more like true to the comic series because sure. i think the comic series is so amazing should be and that guy that guy directed uh, dog soldiers which is an, a fairly old movie at this point oh really about scottish troops yeah who are attacked by werewolves i fucking love that movie yeah it's a great movie holy I shit shocked to find out it was made in 2002 <laughs> oh wow is that old Damn. yeah okay i thought it was older i was expecting the early 90s so but that's interesting. Uh, that's that's pretty cool news. You shocked me with that. I am shocked. Shit. Pokes, can we can we watch Dog Soldiers instead? Can we? <laughs> let's, yeah, let's just we'll just pretend like it's based on a comic. Can we just Is make Dog Soldiers based on a comic by chance? <laughs> yeah. Can we watch it? Or if not, can we start a new podcast where we just watch Dog Soldiers? I would be okay with that. And just so you know, this movie's great. Its tagline: "A bitch of a werewolf movie." Are you there, dog? It's me, soldiers. Uh, welcome to. <laughs> No, I should not have laughed at that. Uh, the last bit of news, and it's a good one, um, is we both saw Guardians of the Galaxy over the weekend, and uh, we're going to restrain from talking about it because I think it's too early to share details for our listeners who may not have gotten to the theater in time to see it. But I did want to point out to you that it has already pulled in $428 million worldwide. That is pretty... That is not bad. Half a billion dollars almost. 
Yeah, it'll finish out great. It's um, I'm sure at some point on this podcast I, I mentioned my fear that the movie wouldn't live up to because I thought the first one was so good. Yeah, I suppose uh, I suppose if we keep details out, we can keep uh... – Yeah, I will, we'll avoid any sort of spoilers about the plot or characters or anything. But I, I have to say that I really enjoyed it. There's a little – some of the jokes – there's a little too many jokes, I guess, and some of them feel forced. I could go without – as much baby Groot, but otherwise, it was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. Kurt I, Russell was amazing. I think I may have enjoyed more of the comedy than you did based on our earlier conversation, but I did feel it was a little busy at times. But at this point, I'm just think, thinking of things to nitpick. I, I genuinely enjoyed the movie. I did not, you know, I was hooked on it from start to finish. Uh, I, I belly laughed pretty hard at a couple of really good bits. Um, I quoted it afterwards. Like, I felt like I, I remembered a ton of pieces of it. And, yeah, I mean, uh, it is, uh, emotionally, uh, in a movie that yes. is dominantly a comedy, I, I mentioned to Ben, I almost cried at the end of it in a theater. With I went to see it with coworkers, so it would have been very embarrassing. <laughs> and <laughs> they cried in front of my coworkers, but it it works, man. They, it, it, James Gunn is amazing. My favorite but part was they paired off a number of characters to have their own sort of relationship stories. I don't mean just like Peter and Gamora. I mean like other characters sort of paired off, and they had moments together. Uh, that were, you know, some some didn't totally land. Others were super interesting and, and cool, and I was really impressed with how they were really obsessed with the characters all intermingling and talking and having a, a real, like, a real unity with each other. And then it, then it just being genuinely funny and visually interesting. It also has a lot of what I usually detest, which is a high amount of boss fights that take place in massive, non-real CGI wastelands. Um, yeah. I usually hate that, but these are so vibrant and moving and animated that um, I didn't I didn't have that same problem. Yeah, I think that um, I really wish I remember what you said just a second ago because I, I was going to say something about it and I forget. But yeah, I, I think that the movie nails it on on pretty much every level. And I, somebody early said they they it's less of a uh, of like a they're like it's really a character development movie. Like you learn so much about the guardians and you really get like, and that's where I think the movie works because I'll be honest, the overall plot is kind of lazy. I mean, it's not, it's nothing like you're going to be like, wow, what an ingenious plot. Yeah. I never would have seen, I mean, it, it's, it's a very cookie cutter in a lot of ways, but they do it well. So it's not like, you know, it's not like a cliche, like badly done, but it works because all of the other stuff going on around it is so much, so interesting. And they nail it again with, uh, with the soundtrack because some really great songs in there which reminded me of you know to date myself once again when i was a kid i remember my parents would only listen to like the oldies radio station when we would drive around because there was no such thing as cd players and cars when i was a kid it, it and ha- uh, it, it i just ha- remember it has one of my fa- it has one of my favorite like like 70s songs in it for its pure amusing uh lame attempt at trying at trying to disguise the song about drugs uh, it's a Chicago song uh, called Yeah, which which the artist much like um, what's the Beatles song Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Yeah. Both of them are like it's not about LSD, and I'm like I think it's about LSD. Yeah, Aliota Haynes and Jeremiah. I believe you say in the song slipping on by on LSD, everything's gonna be fine. Which is the abbreviation <laughs> for the road though. True, it is abbreviated, but, but I can yeah. tell you, living here, we don't we don't call it the LSD. <laughs> You really never caught that? It's we totally 90s, don't. 70s. Yeah, it's one of those songs where, it, like, when I heard it, I was just like, I was like, wow, I thought this was, like, supposed to be a clever way to play, but I'm like, he just says LSD in this song. Look, let me look up, and the, in the Wikipedia, they're like, the writer continues to say, no, it's not about LSD. 
And I was like, wait, what? It really yeah. took me for a loop. It also contains, like, two of my favorite old 60s songs that I remember, you know, like I said, driving around with my parents, listening to oldies when I was a kid. Uh, Brandy and Come a Little Bit Closer are two of, like, old songs that I loved. And when they played them, I was just like, man, I really should listen to more oldies because, like, it, it's like a warm feeling, I guess, because it reminds me of my childhood. But they nail it. Again, the soundtrack is, is spectacular. And what is it? What is it about about sci-fi movies and and classic rock from the 60s and 70s? It's in almost every look. There's, there's trailers for the Aliens movies, the, the new Alien movies coming out, and, yeah. there's, and there's songs where someone's listening to some you know sea song. Yeah, they're listening to uh, Country Roads by John Denver. And that's it been an old 70s song. Star, the Star Trek First Contact did that. There was like the main pilot had to listen to old 60s songs. Everyone does that in sci-fi movies. Who started that, and why does it work so damn well? I think it's the idea that makes it work is like the idea like what makes it work in, in Guardians to me is I'm like it's it's like retro sci-fi like they're not doing sci-fi like sci-fi you know what I mean like they're sticking to the retro era of the Guardians the poppy colors oh, the yeah. weird designs and I think it works so well and also because they're targeting people who either are older who listen to that music when they were younger or like me, who grew up with parents who listened to that music. And so it's like sort of a nostalgic ride where you can be like, you know, I, I'm roughly the same age as uh, Chris Pratt, which was depressing for me to realize because like, oh, he's done so much more with his life. <laughs> but I'm like, and it works for me because I'm like, yeah, those would have been the songs that if I had been abducted when I was like eight years old, it would have been mostly 50s, 60s and 70s rock music because that's what my parents listened to. So I think that's what makes it work. And it grounds the sci-fi of it in something that you're like used to. And I think maybe that's why they do it. Cause you know, it's got like that real world feel of something you've known for a long time with something. I don't know. I feel like but that's I, right. It works. it works. And in guardians, I think it works perfectly. And plus, I mean the, the tie into the music being, you know, his connection to his mom works yeah, like they, really well overall. In other movies, it tends to be like that's just what the music is playing. It's often not what someone is physically playing in the universe. So it's interesting to call it out and have it be like a totally like plot-based thing. Uh, anyway, I highly recommend seeing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. You know it's a decent movie because Pogues is here and he did not take a shit over it. I, I would honestly say <laughs> I recommend if you saw the first Guardians and you liked it, you should definitely see Guardians 2. But even if you saw the first one, you're like, yeah, that was okay. I would still see this one. Yeah, I absolutely. Think, I think it it improves on all of the stuff that I really liked in the first one. There's just a few things to me, which is we all know I'm kind of a bitch. So <laughs> I, I tend to be negative about things that nobody else gives a shit about, but me. So I would highly recommend seeing it. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Fair enough. Cause if I'm too, if I'm too nice, people won't like me anymore or something. I don't know. <laughs> so how about that Batman forever? <laughs> So tune in if you and, and write us if you like Pogues and you want to make sure he knows it. <laughs> write in and tell me if I should continue to be an asshole or if you'd like me to be an actual normal human being. We'll start a poll. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to matter, guys. I can't change at this point. Uh, so next week we'll be doing Batman Forever and it's going to be awesome. And there might be more tears as if I've watched The Hulk. We'll find out. 